Monday on Stick to Football. We are back on the podcast, not just in the Bleach Report app, but we appreciate everyone who's been following us there to watch Stick to Football live. Guys, night one of the NFL draft was last night. Matt Mello and Connor together talking about round one. I can't believe the draft is finally here. I don't know if it felt like that to anyone else, but it was like, oh my God, the draft is here. It, I think that it came up kind of quickly, but also the fact that it went by so smoothly. Uh, we did. didn't have any. I really expected there to be like a pause in the first round, and the NFL have to be like, "Well, let's get our shit together, and then we'll come back in five minutes." It, it didn't seem that way. If it happened, I didn't notice it. Yeah, I thought it was super smooth. Felt super smooth on our end. Um, you know, everything. It it didn't feel like it was just a distraction either. It felt like the draft, which was nice. It was very exciting. Uh, I mean, it was a great time. Obviously, we were were super happy, and it felt like. Not a lot of teams made like panic picks or anything, which really, really shocked me as well. It felt like everybody was just as prepared as always. Yeah, and I hopefully everybody did enjoy the night one Bleach Report coverage. Uh, you're listening to this Friday afternoon, hopefully. Uh, we'll be back tonight, Friday night and Saturday morning as well in the BR app and on YouTube. So uh, hopefully you guys check that out. Uh, as you both said, the draft went smoothly. I thought it went by pretty fast until like the 20s. Then we started to see teams take up their full allotment of time. But no surprise at the top. Uh, all your mock drafts should have been right. Joe Burrow goes first. Chase Young goes second. Jeff Akuda goes third. And I want to go on a little rant because I started to do it during the BR draft show, and it's just not the right place for it, okay? Where... Are all the reporters who said that Miami was trading up to three? Where are all the reporters who said the Lions were trading out of three? Because Adam Schefter reported last night, no one called the Lions for three. And I get we all get smoke screened. We'll talk about that when the Dolphins pick comes up. <laughs> but like I don't I think you you can't just come out there and be like, yep, a lot of people are trading up to three. When that's not happening, the Dolphins at least took a quarterback. Hey, I got smoke screened. So did a lot of other people. Vegas got smoke screened, okay? We all got it. Chris Greer did a great job. But I just feel like there needs to be accountability like we're doing right now. I'll raise my hand. Say I got that pick wrong. Congrats to Chris Greer. Hell of a job. But, I mean, we were lied to. Yeah, and I I think that's part of the business, though. That's the politics of the NFL draft is that you're going to get a lot of misinformation. And, you know, congratulations to the Miami Dolphins. They got the guy that they wanted, and right up until that pick, no one had a clue who they wanted. Were they going to go after the tackle, even though Andrew Thomas had already been taken? Were they going to go after Justin Herbert, the guys that went four and six? But they get the quarterback that they've wanted for probably about a year now. So good job for the Dolphins. (laughs) Uh, They get their guy. I don't know about the rest of their draft. Uh, I wasn't too happy with it. But you get the guy that you want at quarterback, and you get some guys to protect him. Yeah, they didn't have to move up. I think they they sold a really, really good smokescreen. You know, it heard everything from tackle to Herbert to trade up rumors. And the whole time they were like, you know what? We just want to sit here. We don't want to give up any of our picks and we want to take two. We know he's a medical risk, but so we don't want to go up and get him. But we'll sit here at five and get our franchise quarterback. That was the one pick for them that night. I really, really liked and the whole time. It just felt like nothing else really made sense for them. Hey, guys, uh, when it comes to the draft, like we're trying to, you know, you have your big board, you have your mock draft. And then you have sometimes a pick happens and it's just the scheme fit is so good that you just get really excited about it. That happened to me a couple times last night. Mello shaking his head like, God damn, you made me talk about it. But I I mean, I I just feel like it it did go pretty smoothly. The Giants even like taking a tackle at four. We knew they were going to go tackle. Um, They went with uh, the guy whose name had the most heat in the week leading up to the draft. Dolphins Chargers go quarterback. That was expected. Panthers go Derek Brown. I think a lot of mock drafts had them taking Derek Brown, um, depending on which defenders were there. Cardinals get Isaiah Simmons. 
That Cardinals defense is terrifying right now. Uh, Isaiah Simmons and Buda Baker. And Pat Pete. And, and Pat Pete. Like, uh, they, I think they looked at the 49ers and said, okay, what do they have? What do we need to stop? Because <laughs> I'll tell you, Matt, you probably don't want to hear it. George Kittle's going to struggle to get open against the Cardinals. I know he is. I, I think That's those what I was saying. Days, man. Night. You have Isaiah yeah, I Simmons. Said that last night on the show. Yeah, he's, he's going to be able to man up on George Kittle, I think. And I, don't, I, I love George Kittle, I think he's a great tight end. His job just got a lot harder. I, yes. I think he's still going to be a very productive, good tight end. But his job did get a lot harder with Isaiah Simmons roaming the field for two games in the season against him. I, I like the Isaiah Simmons pick. I still would like to see them get better on the offensive line. I, I don't, you know what I mean? I look at that offensive line. I still don't think it's a good unit. And you're asking for Kyler Murray to basically just create constantly on his own. So it's a good pick. Their defense got a lot better. I'm, I am excited. I was just doing a show and they asked me for you know, the over on the Arizona wins. And I forget the number. It was actually pretty high. And I took the over. I'm a believer in this Arizona team right now. Uh, Yeah. Not only is Cliff Kingsbury just cool as fuck, but I mean, they have like good players. Did you guys get to see his drafts? They showed us. Yes. God. It looks like Ryan Gosling and crazy, stupid. Love. I said that like, exactly he's going to pull night. his shirt off and Emma Stone's going to ask if he's photoshopped. Yeah. Like I'm Isaiah Simmons shows up to his house and he says, what's your move? And he's like, I can do the thing from Dirty Dancing. He lifts <laughs> Isaiah Simmons over his head and then boom, secures the pick. Oh, man. Yeah. What a, I'm a big believer in Arizona as well. Now, at nine, I wanted to talk about this because we have been accused of this show. And I think it's like lighthearted. I don't think anyone's mad, but we've been accused of some groupthink. One player where... At least at points in the season, we had some big disagreements. Mello, this was your guy. C.J. Henderson. Connor was a little bit, like I think you said this on a show this week, you were a little bit late to come around on him. Mello, did you like that he went in the top 10? Does this fit with, like, be honest, does this fit with where your board had him, the fit? Hell yeah. Okay. Of course it did. I've been leading that C.J. Henderson uh, talk. And I think you look at what the Jaguars had at corner and kind of what they want with guys like Bouye and Ramsey. I think they got another guy like that uh, with C.J. Henderson. This is a very good corner prospect who, again, has great ball skills. He, he's going to take some chances. Uh, he's going to make it look like he's a little bit beat, and then he's going to use that recovery speed to try to hop up there and get the ball. But I think he's got enough recovery speed. Guys, six foot one, 204 pounds. I think that he can kind of lull these guys to sleep. A lot of corners do it. It's not just C.J. Henderson. Uh, he was the number 12 overall guy on my big board. Uh, number two corner in my class. And I tell you, he was real close to Jeff Akuda, who I think is the perfect corner prospect. I think if C.J. Henderson was a little bit more sticky in coverage, uh, could do that mirror and match a little bit better. But I think that's his kind of style of game is that he doesn't want to. He wants you to think that the receiver got open, and then boom, he makes a play on the ball. So I, I really love C.J. Henderson. I love this pick. I know everybody's talking about the Vikings and what they did. The Jaguars had a damn good pick, and I think they are they are putting themselves in a position to maybe take a quarterback and just shoring up this defense this year. They start with C.J. Henderson. I love the pick. Uh, one of my favorites of the night. Yeah, I think it made a lot of sense for them. I don't think he was close to Jeff Okuda at all, but I think he's a good corner. I think he's definitely a, a, can be an above-average starting corner. I just think Okuda will be a superstar. But I like their strategy in the draft. I mean, you go and get him, and then you get Caleb on chase on at 20. Well, I liked Chase on more than Henderson. I, Matt, did you agree with that? I had him ranked a little bit higher. I had uh, yeah, me too. I had Chase on at nine and Henderson at uh, sorry twelve, I think. So I said this on our show last night. I might be like a little bit of a Jags fan now. If you get C.J. Henderson and Caleb on Chase, I'm like pretty happy with that. Like that, that's a great on, and Josh Allen, who I loved last yeah. year. 
On my big board, I had them at 12 and 19 overall. So almost exactly Jeez. where they got drafted. Sometimes you get lucky, you know? Nice. All right. The offensive tackles came off the board after this. Just, again, as we expected, the Browns got Jedrick Wills. Baker Mayfield has to be very, very happy about that. A player who is consensus, number one tackle for us. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with the Browns, there's a lot of talk of will they trade down and take a tackle later? Not when the best tackle in the class falls to you at 10. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a great pick by the Browns. Uh, I know that Browns fans and I kind of have a love-hate relationship, but I love this pick for them. I think they did exactly what they should. I think Jedrick Wills is going to be a plug-and-play at left tackle. You have Conklin at right tackle. That This offense is setting themselves up very nicely to be very good next year. All right, this is an A-plus pick. I mean, top tackle, top need. Um, I think he can play on the left, so I'm not really worried about that. And this is a team that's just going to be able to run the shit out of the football, which is going to be a lot of fun to watch for Nick Chubb. And I was pretty shocked he fell that far, to be honest with you here, guys. I really was. So I think for Cleveland, just capitalizing on a situation that you know they weren't really expecting. I'm glad they didn't move, glad they didn't overthink it. And for Jedrick Wills, this is a spot where you're going to come in. You're probably going to play right away. He's been preparing to play on the left side as well. So that yeah, unit got a lot stronger this offseason. In my final mock, I had the Jets taking Mekhi Becton. And I want to tell you hey-o. guys, hey-o. <laughs> I want to tell you the strategy here, okay? I don't want to act like I'm smarter than I am. Here's what I did. The first guy who was all over Mekhi Becton was Daniel Jeremiah, good friend of ours, great human being, one of my favorite guys in the world. Daniel Jeremiah is good friends with Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas is the general manager of the New York Jets. So I put Makai Becton in there at 11, and I worked the rest of the top 10 around it. I like That was one of those picks like I felt amazing about just because that connection of those two people. Now, DJ's probably going to hear about this, and next year we're not going to be able to do that anymore. Oh, I'm sure that after that right. first mock draft came out, he got a call and was like, dude, I told you I like this tackle. You want to shut the fuck up now? <laughs> you want to uh, back up a little bit? <laughs> yeah, but I in my final mock draft, I had the Jets taking Andrew Thomas, but I only because I had Mackay Becton, I thought he would go to the Browns. I didn't think the Browns would let him pass by. No, but it does make sense. Uh, I guess you're going to play him at left tackle. I, I don't love Becton. Uh, I think he's a boomer bust guy. Hopefully, they can get things figured Where out. Where's he in on New your York. board? On my board, he was pretty. He low. was low, right? He was 18 on mine, and I'm just I'm like all in on the upside here. 32. Okay, so 32. Yeah, still low. Still low. I just I do think that. It's going to be very dependent on what he does in the NFL and how the work ethic is. I know you're going to hear a lot of guys who are going to say they worked with him and he did a great job, and I'm sure that he did, but are you going to be able to sustain it? So I, uh, And this is Connor's team, so we're going to give him a ton of time to talk about this. I did talk to his trainer, uh, Duke Mannyweather, about that. They already have a plan mapped out. Makai is living in Dallas until the season starts to work with Duke. Like they're, yeah, he's they're going to have a handler. In, basically. Yeah. yeah, well, he can cook for himself, so he doesn't need that. But he's well, got he's got for myself. Trainer. It's just not good. For Connor, him. I and we didn't get to talk about this a lot last night because things just fly so fast when you're doing the draft live. Now that you've had a chance to digest it, where did you have Becton going, and how do you feel about him for Sam Darnold? So I had him 17th overall and a first round grade. So I like the player a lot. Just to come out and be honest about that. Um, when I look at the Jets situation, I, I figured this is who I thought the Jets would take because this is who I thought would fall. I thought the other three tackles would be gone. Andrew Thomas and Jedrick Wills were. Tristan Wirfs was surprisingly not. Now, what I like about this situation is, guys, you learn about a GM. And in my eyes, all this tells me is Joe Douglas thought Tristan Wirfs was a guard. That, I mean, he has 34-inch arms. I thought he was the... You know, obviously the more athletic player now, pound for pound, that might change. But when you look at it to me, 
I think they took the more upside swing here in Becton because of the arm length, because they believe he can play left tackle. You know, yep. they probably look at Werfs and think maybe guard, maybe right tackle. The Jets wanted a left tackle. They want George Fant and Chuma Adoga to compete on the right side. So I, I was team offensive line all the way for the Jets. I thought there were four first-round offensive tackles in this class. And the fact that they got one of them at 11 without moving makes me very, very happy, honestly, when you look at it. Now, I can't control or you know, weigh in on, do I think the guy will have weight problems? Do I think he's immature anything like that? I don't have those answers because all I've seen since he left Louisville is that the guy got his ass down to Texas with Duke and trained his ass off and ran a 5-1 at the combine weighing 364 pounds. Now you hope he just stays in this kind of shape. You hope he develops and continues to develop as a pass protector. But from what I've seen in the run game, I'm not sure I've seen a bad rep, to be honest with you. And for a guy like Le'Veon Bell that makes $11 million a year, I think that's what you want to see. You want to make this a run-heavy offense with Sam Darnold to play action offense. And now you could do that with Makai Becton, the mountain on the left side. Yeah, it, his ceiling is the highest of any tackle in this class. I, I think it's that's because he's six foot seven. Oh, there you go. He can reach higher. <laughs> uh, so the Bucks took Tristan Wirfs. That was chalk. I had that one in my mock draft. The Raiders. Can I, uh, wait, uh, can I ask something yep. real quick about this? This Tampa Bay pick. Yeah. How the fuck do the San Francisco 49ers keep getting these teams to come up one spot and just trade with them? I think Kyle Shanahan is just so smart. Like, he like The 49ers were not going to take a tackle at 13. Are they just calling people and being like, hey, we got some action going I on. Think if you so. want I your think tackle. they probably call It's kind of like, a shitty thing yeah, to do. Yeah, it seems that way. It's like, hey, it's if you guys don't trade up, Denver will. Okay, yeah. well, we better do it. Psych. We never talked yeah, to Denver. Right? <laughs> so the Raiders surprised us by taking Henry. Kind of. It kind of surprised us. I will say, if y'all go back and listen to the show on Mock Draft Monday, a lot of times Henry Ruggs went to Oakland, or the Raiders, excuse me, we'd always be like, They've seen Tyree Kill play. Now they need their own. Here's Henry Ruggs. And I honestly, I think what happened this year is we did too many mock drafts. And by the end, it was just like you're just bored with everyone went to everyone. Right. So Henry Ruggs, the Raiders. I love that pick. Sorry, Mello. The Niners pick. I don't like I have major problems with it. I like Javon Kinlaw. He was ranked in my top 15 like value. Boom. Got it hate the idea of trading a player to just draft his replacement. And I know everyone's going to be like, but he's cheaper. But he's not a sure thing. Right. You had a sure sure thing. thing, All pro. That's the kind of guy you pay. That's what you build your team around. Not Arik Armstead, who had one good year. It's like, in my opinion. But Solomon Thomas. Yeah. Right. (laughs) My opinion, you trade Armstead and keep Buckner. Like I would be, I would be fine. Yeah, why did they do that? I don't know. I swear to, God, I have no idea. Now their defensive line coach is great at his job. I think Kinlaw is going to be really good. And he's a great fit too. I think he's a great really good. And so I don't have any problem with the value of the player, the fit on the team. I just have a problem with the philosophy of letting an All Pro go to draft a guy who's unproven, and even at his ceiling, I don't think he's. Mike Comp was actually DeForest Buckner, so maybe he gets there. But like that's that's your ceiling. But yeah, that's like the most optimistic thing. I don't think that it would be very difficult for him to be better than DeForest Buckner. I, maybe it'll happen playing alongside Bosa. But I I agree with you. I don't understand the philosophy there. I thought that really with this 13th pick, they were going to target a receiver uh, in my final mock draft. Though uh, I did have them taking. Are you Kenlo. serious? Yeah. 
just to piss me off? Or? A little bit. Okay. A lot of it was just to piss you off. Uh, but I did feel like they were going to try to replace that you know, production that they had on the defensive line, and they love their defensive linemen here. So it did make a lot of sense. But I, I don't agree with it. I, we're not going to look back at this pick and be like, oh, Javon Kinlaw, that was a bust. Why the hell did you do that? I don't think that'll happen. But looking at it right now, it's like, why the hell did you take a defensive lineman? But we might look at it and say Jerry Judy's an all-pro. CeeDee Lamb's yep. an all-pro. Justin Jefferson's a pro bowler. and you. So let's talk about the receiver they took. Brandon Ayuk. So I, I like that fit so much. I, I worry it might be a little redundant with Debo Samuel, but if you're just going to run a quick timing passing game and get the ball in his hands to let him you know go off down the field, I get that. Um, I I hope he's healthy. I think that's the biggest question with Brandon Ayuk. I'm trying to see where I, I had him ranked at like 37. I you think. know where I had him? Where? 51. Ooh, okay, I had him at 40. I apologize. I had him at 40. And I, I do worry about can he uh, can he stay healthy, but his yak is – I, I honestly think it's probably the best in the class other than Henry Ruggs. Uh, when they played Oregon, it's one of the best games I've seen anyone play all year. T. Higgins against Virginia might be the only thing better. He's a great punt returner, could play inside or outside. Kyle Shanahan saying he was his number one receiver on the board, I think tells us a lot yeah, about how they feel about I that. I think that's that like weird. if Ruggs is gone, he's your best receiver left. I, no, because he said Lamb. I don't know. I, I did hear this, that when the Niners called Ruggs to do the private uh, to do the the interview over the teleconference, it didn't go well. So I did hear that, and I think that that it like turns some people off on him. But God, watch him play. And I know he wasn't there, but in that offense, that's got to be your number one receiver. So I, I'm lukewarm on on Ayuk. I like the scheme fit though. Like I said, I had him at 51 overall on my big board. But then a player gets drafted, and you're like, well, shit. Kyle Shanahan's probably going to develop him. He might catch you know 800 yards this year. I, I thought there were a lot of better receivers. I had He was the 11th ranked receiver on my board. I thought there were a lot of other guys that they could have went with in that position. I'm not a huge fan of Ayuk, but I also I don't want to make a bold statement here today because Kyle Shanahan and that offense are a great fit for what he does best. I'm just having flashbacks of Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster in the first round where you're like, oh my God, we got two top five players. It's going to be amazing. And I mean, Reuben Foster's in Washington now. Solomon Thomas can't crack the lineup. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. I love the Kinlaw pick. I thought Ayuk was definitely a reach. Uh, just looking at him like 43rd, and they had him as wide receiver 11. So, so I was getting roasted on Twitter yesterday because I had Ayuk outside of my top 10 receivers, and everybody was like, where is Ayuk? Where is Ayuk? So I really thought I had him a lot lower than both of you guys. Uh, it was a little bit lower, but not, not drastic like I thought it would be. He was be. my number six receiver. But, you know, that's kind of my type. That type of receiver is that, okay, just get open and run after the catch. I like those players. Everyone knows that about me. Um, so I think that's the discrepancy. So Niners disappoint me a little bit. We'll fast forward through some of these. We don't need to go a deep dive on every pick. The Broncos get Jerry Judy. I think a lot of us saw that one coming. Falcons don't get C.J. Henderson. They took A.J. Terrell. Okay, was that a reach to either of you? It was a little bit of a reach to me, but I— They're my losers of the night. That's right. So it was a little reach for me, but I kind of understood it. You know, of that, the, Jeff Gladney was my number three corner. So on value, it should have been Gladney, but I don't think he's a fit there. So yeah, I, I kind of got I, that. I think the length of AJ Terrell uh, makes it a better pick. He was my number five corner. Uh, I'll, I'll pat the Falcons on the back, I guess, here. Like, if you trade down, 
the Cowboys might take your corner. I mean, how far down can you really go in this draft? The Raiders could have taken your corner. I think maybe even the Dolphins or the Jaguars could have been, in, well, not the Jaguars, they took a corner. But, you know, there were a lot of teams, if you trade down, you might lose your guy. So I think they were stuck in a spot of, well, we like A.J. Terrell. We don't want to move down too far. Uh, they probably did a lot of work trying to trade up to that number two spot, it sounds like. So I like the fit. It was a little bit of a reach, uh, but it's an understandable reach in my opinion. Yeah, I just would have taken Gladney. I mean, number one, Gladney has longer arms than A.J. Terrell. So if they had fear about that, I mean, sure, A.J. Terrell is two inches taller, but the arm length, Gladney has the edge. Gladney's a way better player in coverage. I think he's a better athlete, honestly. I know Terrell ran really well, but the play speed is what matters. Gladney jumped a lot higher. I don't know. I just It felt like a big reach to me in a spot where I expected the Falcons to make a lot more noise. So the Cowboys in the immediate pick after that shocked all of us and took CeeDee Lamb. That, and I love that pick. Absolutely love it. Of Well, let's just go score 40. Our defense might not be great, but it's good enough. They signed a lot of veterans. You know, Gerald McCoy, you bring in Alden Smith, Randy Gregory supposed to come back, and they decide to go offense. Connor, this was your number one receiver. Yeah, I mean, this is a home run, this pick. The amount of things the Cowboys offense can do right now, I mean, we, we always say it, score points. You can you now have three wide receiver sets. I would play Amari Cooper in the slot, Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb on the outside. You could Honestly, they're all interchangeable, too. There's going to be times where I would want to manufacture targets to C.D. Lamb from the slot. But when you look at this, you can't stack the box against Zeke because there's three dynamic wide receivers that you have. You have a really good offensive line. You have a really good quarterback, and I know people don't think that because I think they just don't watch him, but Dak Prescott was really, really good last year. The Cowboys are just going to be so exciting to watch on offense where I look at them in that division. I don't know who could score with them. No. The Redskins, no. The Eagles, no. I mean, we we had our feelings about that pick last night. The Giants... If Daniel Jones takes some nice steps, I love the Andrew Thomas pick, and Saquon is Saquon, and I think they have good receivers. I just think it's a lot to ask of them because Daniel Jones is in year two where Dak is way ahead of him. The Cowboys are are going to light up, light up that division. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think Philly, maybe Philly can. I don't know. We'll talk about that uh, with Jalen Rager. Um, but, Mello, I know you've said before, like, you don't like Oklahoma, but you like CeeDee Lamb. Now he goes to Dallas, and he's going to get to play in the slot where we don't worry about press coverage. Like He's going to be fine, and I, he might be their best receiver. I, I, I think, like Amari Cooper. He might be their best receiver. I think a lot of times with the NFL draft, we overthink it, and we say, oh, what are our needs? Yeah. Screw it. CeeDee Lamb is there. One best of the best available. receiver talents we've seen. Jerry is sitting on his yacht just like, fuck it, man. I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb. This dude can catch the ball. He does everything. Uh, giving Dak every tool that he needs. There, I mean, this team is really a lot better today than they were yesterday, I think. I, I think that, like Connor was saying, they're almost uncoverable. Like, who are the Eagles going to put out there to stop these guys? The Giants can't. They better. The Redskins better hope Chase Young gets home because they don't have the, the Cowboys offensive line is pretty good. Exactly. So uh, you know, like the Kansas City Chiefs do. Who cares about defense? If you can't score fifty points a game, you might not be able to beat these guys. So the first eighteen picks went as expected. The Dolphins took a tackle at eighteen. Everybody in the world saw that one coming. And then the Las Vegas Raiders. Like we're we're, we're pumped. The Raiders take Jer- uh, take Henry Ruggs. They're going to be fast. They'll be explosive. They're going to be in your face. And then they're on the board at 19 with a lot of good corners on the board. Jeff Gladney, Trevon Diggs, Jalen Johnson, 
good corners, guys we all like. And they take Damon Arnett. And this was the first time in the 2020 draft where I was just like, what just happened? Yeah. This was my number 99 overall player. So I gave it an F, obviously, uh, on the show. He ran a 4.56, which is not good for a corner. And he has 30-inch arms. 30-inch is the threshold. If you're below that, eh, it's a problem. And you better be fast. Now, he is physical. He tackles really well. I like Mike Mayock a lot. I think he's done a good job. I hated this pick. No, I can't be nice about it. I hated this pick. Yeah, I, I do not understand it. I had him as the 95th player overall on my board. You don't have a second-round pick. Why not trade back? I don't think anybody else was coming up to get Damon Arnett. No. Yeah, I don't know if you guys talked to anybody else that said, oh, Damon Arnett, watch for him in the first round, because I didn't see that or hear that anywhere. So I do think with Mayock, you know, I made a bold statement on the show the other day, and I said the Raiders won't be drafting at 12 or 19. I thought they'd be on the move and that Mayock would do something completely wrong on that one. I think this is a guy who's just not going to trade off picks. He's going to stay there. And even though I like Cleveland Furl last year, that was a reach at four. He probably should have tried to work the board a little bit better and move back. And now we see it again with Damon Arnett at 19 overall with a very deep corner class. You could have had this guy easily in the second round. I mean, even if you you feel very confident about what he can do as a player, trade back to the beginning of the second round. A lot of buzz that maybe the Colts were even trying to come up for a quarterback. I don't know if it was in this spot, but try to trade back with some of those teams in the second round that are wanting to come up for other positions. Yeah, it just didn't really make a lot of sense. Honestly, it's as simple as that. I think when you look at Damon Arnett, I thought he was a nice day two player. I think he's a guy that projects as... You know, number three, maybe number two corner. When you take that guy in the first round, when there's way better corners on the board, I just don't have an explanation for it. And on top of that, a lot of people are throwing these advanced stats of, you know, him in coverage and all of that stuff. Guys, he was in the secondary when they had Nick Bosa and then Chase Young. <laughs> right. And like some like, good tackles, too. Yeah. And really good defensive tackles. Shit, he might have been there when Joey was there. I mean, he's been there a minute. It, it, right? I think he probably Isn't he was. An, he's an older player. I think he's a fifth-year senior. No, okay, that's another thing I don't like, and maybe that's just me being particular. If you're going to reach on a guy, like okay, perfect example, right? I hated the Dolphins taking Austin Jackson because I don't like Austin Jackson as a player, but I can sell it from a GM perspective because he's 20 years old. He's super raw. And you believe if you get his strength up that he has the athleticism to be a really good starting tackle. I could sell that. I don't like it because I have my own philosophies, but I could sell it. Yeah. I can't sell this pick. I don't see the upside. I don't see the floor. I don't see the value. I don't I don't know. And I Raiders fans will you know, they're a very vocal bunch. I'm sure I will be hearing from them. <laughs> I loved Henry Rugg. I love Henry Ruggs pick. I absolutely loved it. So I I call it like I see it with them. Yeah, I, it was confusing as well. Our guy, Lefko, covered the Eagles taking Jalen Rager very, very well. I, don't think I think he summed it up pretty good. I don't think there's anything we need to add to that, actually. Nope. Uh, no, how about, just watch it online. Right? How about <laughs> the Vikings, though? Justin Jefferson and Jeff Gladney. If you had told me Thursday afternoon, Vikings are getting Justin Jefferson and Jeff Gladney. Like, damn, that's a haul. I would have expected a trade up for one of those guys. They didn't yeah. do that, though. They were able to trade back like the Raiders should have done and get probably the two guys that they wanted to target with their original picks. I, I really, I bet the Vikings shit themselves when they were sitting there at 22 and they're like, whoa, 
Justin Jefferson is available for us, yeah, uh, go ahead and email the commissioner or whatever we're doing. We want that guy. I, I thought this was a no-brainer pick when he was on the board. Absolutely. They were my winners of the night. I mean, you get Justin Jefferson, you get Jeff Gladney. Both guys can start right away. Both guys played against a, you know, a good competition at a high level. Jeff Gladney, I've seen him cover Denzel Mims and doing a great job doing it. No concerns there. I know he brought up the Hakeem Butler game that we were actually there for. Justin Jefferson, I don't What do I need to tell you? Guy lit up the SEC. Absolutely lit up the SEC. So for the Vikings, slick Rick, baby. I mean, just phenomenal drafting. A little bit a little bit of luck, but phenomenal drafting. The Chargers came back up into the round. They got Kenneth Murray. We all love Kenneth Murray. He's a leader. He's an athlete. This defense. Like, I like this pick a lot better than Justin Herbert. Like, oh. Not a Justin oh, Herbert yeah. fan, but I am a Kenneth Murray fan. So I'm like pretty split on where I had this draft going. Yeah, I like Kenneth Murray a lot too. And they're ballsiness to come up and get the middle linebacker. I think he's a great fit for their defense, too. And this defense, man, I don't like the Justin Herbert pick. That defense is going to be scary. Like, they're going to kick the shit out of the offense in practice. You get <laughs> Derwin James and Kenneth Murray and, you know, Bosa on this defense. Melvin like, Ingram. Man, yeah, I you can't score with the Kansas City Chiefs, so I think they're just saying, we're going to load up, get our middle linebacker, we'll try to and shut like, them their down. Their corners are good. As corners well. like, are Casey very Hayward good. is a dog. Like, their corners are really good. Um, we talked about the, the Niners. The Saints took a center. Uh, they're trying to win a Super Bowl. There's not much more to talk about there. How about this one? When Jordan Love got picked last night, when the Packers traded up to say Jordan Love last night, my phone blew up with so many people saying Aaron Rodgers is breaking stuff right now. He was on radio, I believe the Pat McAfee show Thursday, and said, we haven't taken an offensive skill player in 15 years. But whoever we take, nice. we- yeah. But whoever <laughs> we take, I'll be happy. Then trade it up for your fucking replacement. <laughs> like, come on, this is great. Yeah, I I wish that we would have had a live cam on him. I, I can't imagine that it's good. He just doesn't rub me as the kind of guy that's going to be like, oh, let me take Jordan Love under my wing, which sucks because I know Jordan Love is he's got to be ecstatic here. Like I get right. to learn from Aaron Rodgers for a couple years. Uh uh-uh. uh. I. Karma, baby. You're getting that Brett Favre karma coming because that's what you're getting. He is one year older than Favre was when Mm -hmm. the Packers drafted him. Yeah, so time is a flat I saw Packers fans last night being like, well, his contract is tradable. I was like, what? You're you're ready to do that? The instant sell. The instant sell. I love NFL draft fans, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. Like My timeline, because you guys know it could be Jets-centric at times, was like, oh, we we better not take Beckton at 11. I'll tell you that much. That we want one of the other guys. And then by like 11.30, it was like, this guy's a beast. Yeah. And I'm just like, I love this part about the draft. It's awesome. Yeah, it absolutely is. Uh, we saw a couple linebackers go. Jordan Brooks goes to the I was surprised Seahawks. that he went as early as he did. So I wasn't. Well, okay, I was and I wasn't. I was surprised that he got drafted ahead of Patrick Queen. Wasn't surprised he went in the first round. Okay, yeah. Uh, I I thought he might be in play for even like the team like the Chiefs or the when I thought the Packers were going to be drafting at thirty. I thought he might be in play, but it's a good fit. I wonder how Seahawks fans are feeling about drafting a replacement middle linebacker. That doesn't seem like a position that you have to sit and wait. I and think learn. they're probably just happy they didn't trade or take a bad offensive tackle. Like that's probably true. Jordan Brooks is a great player, though. Yeah, absolutely. Is the the Ravens broke a streak last night? They had never drafted a player from LSU. Patrick Queen becomes the first. Very fitting. Uh, He's going to be very good at the middle linebacker position for them. Isaiah Wilson goes to the Titans. This is one that again you felt like 
if the board broke the right way, if he was there, he was going to be the pick. I did not have him there in my final mock. I had him going to the Dolphins, who traded out of that spot. Um, so the Titans get Isaiah Wilson. I know Mike Vrabel's very, very happy with that weird shit going on in his house behind him. The Dolphins trade back, get Noah Igbenogany. As Mello said before the show, very proud that I can say his name. The Vikings, we mentioned it, get Jeff Gladney. And before we run through our best players available for the night, I just want to, Mello got the Javon Kinlaw pick right, and it was mostly to make me mad, but he got it right. We'll give him credit. How about your boy? I've been telling you for like a month, they're going to take Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like every chance I got to poke you, I'd be like, they're going to take Clyde. They're going to take Clyde. Yeah. And they took Clyde. He was the fifth running back on my board. And oh. I, I thought they might go running back, but I really wanted DeAndre Swift. I, I, it took me a while to come around on the, the Chiefs are going to take a running back news, but I finally did, and I was like, all right, DeAndre Swift, he's sliding. Miami passed him up. I thought he was picked for there for a second. I was a little upset. But then sitting there at pick 32 with DeAndre Swift on the board, that's the player I wanted. However... This is a great pick. Uh, you're getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's a great fit for this offense. Like our guy Big Country said, this is Brian Westbrook. Andy Reid just went and got Brian Westbrook for this offense. I think he's faster. Uh, I, I, maybe. We ran 4-6. But I like that what he can do in the passing game more than what he can do in the running game. You, you think about the Chiefs, and when they come out uh, of their formation, you might see Tyreek Hill in the backfield and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire split out wide. He did it so many times at LSU. You have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, They can really mix it up. They can go five wide because I do think he is a good enough receiver that you can just put him in the slot somewhere. And he's effective. It's not just, well, let's get this running back out of the way and put him way out on the edge. He is actually a good receiver out of the backfield and lining up in the slot. He had more catches than Henry Ruggs or Jalen Rager. He's going to be a a pro bowler in, in his first two years. I'll guarantee that. See? You went full draft fan. Draft. Your team took your team took your fifth rated running back in the first round, and you are fucking amped yep. about it. And I, and I respect it. Uh, listen, number one, I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to have a phenomenal uh, career and season with the Chiefs. It's a seamless fit. My only concern is I do not think he's good in pass protection. I don't know if that matters because I think Pat can just run away from whatever comes his way and throw the ball a million yards downfield. Yep. But if there's anything he needs to work on, that would be it. You know, they don't keep their backs in a lot to protect in Kansas City. That's it. I was yes. just going to so say, it feels like they always are going empty or just have the running back uh, leave the backfield right yeah, away. Yeah, you don't need him to pass protect. Just dump it off to him in, right, in exactly. the flats and you're good to go. And Mahomes can just string a – I mean, it's five seconds before you get to that dude anyway. So do you need – yeah, it's going to – I think Clyde is going to uh, be phenomenal there. I'm very happy for him. I'm very happy for Mahomes and all our, our Chiefs. Run it back. Fan friends. Run it back. There we go. All right. Best players available for day two since we are running it back. Uh, my best player available, DeAndre Swift, number 15 on my board. Uh, I asked around last night and this morning, hey, did he fall because the shoulder? Um, I got one text back and was like, no, he fell because he's not good, which I disagree with. But it's like those are the responses you get Friday morning of the NFL yeah, draft. Like, leave like, me the fuck alone. It's right, just right. not good. Like, uh, no. It's like me when I put out a mock draft or a big board and people are like, uh, why didn't you have Brandon Ayuk as a top 10 receiver? Because I thought the other 10 receivers were better, <laughs> right. you dumbass. Like, that's why he's there. The top available players for me, I did go DeAndre Swift. Jonathan Taylor, I still think is very good. Now, number three, guys, J.K. Dobbins. All the running backs. I love the running backs in this <laughs> class, so that's why the Chiefs nailed it with this great one they have. Uh, also, T. Higgins, though. I really think that he can be a steal. 
in the second round, it, in the right fit, I, I still really like his game. Gross Matos, I was really surprised that he didn't go in the first round. I, I liked him, and I guess I liked him more than the NFL teams. And our guy, Antoine Winfield. I wasn't surprised that he didn't go first round. I think uh, you know he's a little undersized, often injured. That's going to put you in the second round, but I think he's going to be a damn good player. I mean, I can't wait to see where Michael Pittman ends up tonight because I, I actually thought the Packers should have taken him in the first round to get Aaron Rodgers some help. So, so did it's Aaron a lot Rodgers. of good talent on the board. <laughs> yeah, I agree. How yeah. pissed are Gross you going to be if the Jets a, pass up on Michael Pittman? I'm going to be pissed. I I think they're going to take a, an interior offensive lineman so with 40. Our day two mock draft came out. And Matt, we didn't mock Michael Pittman to the Jets, and Jets fans are not happy. Really? Oh, oh it's like why? I, why'd you pass up on Michael Pittman? He's still on the board. You didn't take him. You're an idiot. Who do we we'll have see. them take? Uh, I think an interior lineman. I don't remember. Yeah, was it Matt Hennessy? Because that'll probably be it. So, so I don't know if he'll be there. I agree. Like that. I don't know either. Yeah. I agree. I've heard. I've heard him just skyrocketing. Here's my Matt like, Hennessy take. Now. Matt Rule recruited him. The Panthers need a center. They pick at 38 tonight. So there if you go. Matt Hennessy oh. gets past the Giants, I think he goes to the Panthers. There's my Yeah, take. I think that's a good. So my top six, DeAndre yeah. Swift is available. And I have six players in my top 32 who are left. DeAndre Swift, Yidor Grossmatos, Xavier McKinney, A.J. Epinesa. Only two edge rushers drafted last night and no safeties. T. Higgins, Antoine Winfield Jr., and Jonathan Touchdown Taylor. So big boards at this point are are pretty similar as far as the best guys who are still left. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, one other guy that we haven't really mentioned yet is Jalen Johnson. I, I think that we all thought he would yeah. be in play at the end of the first round. He's still available. I don't think he'll be available long. No, probably not. Connor, who are you hoping? Like, who do you want the Jets to take? If it's not Matt Hennessy, Michael Pittman. Okay, <laughs> that easy. <laughs> Fuck you guys for not taking him <laughs> right. in your mock right. draft. Um, no, honestly, I, that's I'm not I'm not really um, like narrow minded like that. You know, like that was me last night. I was saying I think they take Werfs. Because I had him higher, but they took Becton, and I still like the pick. Uh, look at this board right now. I mean, obviously, Pittman would be nice. I really, really want them to take Lynn Bowden in the third round, like, really badly. They need a player like that that can just create with the ball in his hands and do a lot of different things. Brian Edwards, um, Robert Hunt, I would really like. Oh, yeah. I, my thing with Robert, at Robert Hunt, I would take at 48. And I would give him reps at right tackle because I don't think the Jets' right tackles are any good. And if he can't stick at right tackle, then just throw him at guard. God, your run game would be amazing. You're just punching everyone in the face. Yeah. So you go from being embarrassing to, wow, Le'Veon Bell can breathe after touching the ball. So uh, my answer for you is draft offense. Mello, the the Chiefs pick at 63. They took Clyde the Glide last night. Who do you want? In round two. Corner, more linebacker. I, I, It's hard to predict who's going to be available down that low. I, we're still looking at guys like Trevon Diggs there. Christian Fulton would be ideal because I, I love their athleticism and their upside. Uh, but, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised if it, if it has to be a guy like Bryce Hall who's been very injured or some of these linebackers. Logan Wilson, uh, if he's still there, I think that he's very good in coverage and would be a fit. But... Uh, I hope they go defense. Yeah. No, we don't need any more offense. I, right. I hope they go said. defense. So normally I would say, and this is who I want the Niners to take, they don't pick again until 156 overall. 
156 overall, guys. We're at pick 33. It's going to be a little bit of a break. It's called in the going base. full Rams. <laughs> God, thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah, except for your quarterback's not good. So that's okay. It's going to be fine. We're all going to be happy. Make sure you tune in tonight. The Bleacher Report draft show coverage and Saturday morning. Uh, be a lot of fun to be our app also on YouTube. And you can watch it on your desktop if you're still like us and use laptops. You can definitely check it out there. Otherwise, we will be back Monday afternoon with another edition of Stick to Football Live. You can catch that again in the BR app or listen to it wherever you get your podcast from Mello and Connor. This is Matt. We'll talk to you guys real soon.